Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I wish you could keep those words back there. Would you do that? I want to go back from the beginning. You know, we do this every service. We sing songs of worship and praise. But far too often, they only go from here to here. They never get here. And I I somehow feel like God's trying to get a message because everything I've heard tonight has been reminding me of something that I need to always know. That his love is greater than the mountains in my life. That his love is deeper than any of the valleys that I might fall into in my life. It's stronger than the raging sea. His love is faithful, never failing, constant, never ending. Greater is his love for me. You know, sometimes I think God must, he he must, I don't want to say get frustrated, but the scripture does speak about frustrated grace. But he sends his message over and over and over through so many mediums and through so many avenues to get to where we are, to speak to us in our situation. And he has one thing for us to hear. I will not fail you. I will not disappoint. I will not let you down. I will, I will always be there. Aren't you thankful for that constant love? Ah, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. What a great primer for my message tonight. I do not have a sermon. I simply have a word from the Lord for somebody here tonight. I want to take you to three passages of Scripture. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 12 and Luke chapter 15. Matthew chapter 7. I'm going to read beginning with verse number 7. And then we'll go to Luke chapter 12 and verse uh, 7 or 8. I'll give it to you when we get there. Everybody that has Matthew 7 and 7, say amen. Amen. If you don't have it, look up. It's before you. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open unto you. Interesting little footnote there that all three of those commands are in a progressive continuing form. Ask and keep on asking. Knock and keep on knocking. Seek and keep on seeking. For everyone that asketh receiveth. For everyone that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. For what man is there of you? Whom if his son ask bread... Will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how 
to give good gifts unto your children. If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Would you say that with me? How much more? How much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Luke chapter 12, verse number 9. And when he was departed thence, he went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man which had his hand withered. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days that they might accuse him? And he said unto them, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep, and if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? How much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore, it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. And then Luke chapter 15, Luke the 15th chapter, and verse number 3. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them? If he has a hundred and he loses one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it. And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Three times the question is asked, what man of you? What man of you? And then the statement that should settle all doubts, how much more? That's my subject tonight, how much more? Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. One of the struggles, and I think perhaps it is true of most people in life, is a struggle for significance. To feel like that they matter to someone or for something. It is true of most all of us that at some point in our life we wonder, whether our needs are important, whether our hurts really matter. I have spent a lifetime trying to help people 
I have spent a lifetime trying to preach to people about the goodness of God and the mercy of God and the unfailing love of God. Trying to convince men and women how good God is. Tonight, I want to let him use his own words to speak that message to you. The question that often arises in life is what I just mentioned. Does God care? Does God know? And will God do what I ask him to do? Found in our text is a great truth that contains more than just simply meets the eye. But there is a revelation here of the very character of God. To answer the questions that arise about whether it matters or not or whether it is important or not, he does not address himself from his divine standpoint. He he does not appeal to his divine power or does he appeal to his own love or grace or mercy. But he calls to an awakened conscience, the elementary instinct of human nature itself. And he speaks to that human nature. In teaching this lesson, he does not cite scripture and he does not cite and appeal his own certainty, but he appeals to a human instinct that is in all of us. The natural response of a man's heart toward the needs of his children, toward the sorrows and the hurts that they find in their life and in trying to bridge this gap between humanity and divinity, Jesus appeals to man himself and he asks this question. If your son asked for a piece of bread, would you give him a stone? Simple question. Simple answer. If he asked for something more, if you're hungry for something more, if he wanted a fish per se, would you instead taunt him and scare him with a snake? The obvious answer is clear to all of us. No one with any human dignity would do anything of that nature. Would any of you give a hungry child a stone, something that looked like bread? Would you give them something that would taunt their need or would you give them something that would trick them into thinking that you cared? The obvious answer is no, none of us would do that. He went on to say that if you had a, a sheep, if you had one lamb and that lamb had fallen into a pit, it had gotten itself in a place that it couldn't get out of by itself. 
Wouldn't you want to help get that animal out? Even if it was the Sabbath day. Even if it was on Sunday. You wouldn't leave it because of its stupidity. You wouldn't leave it because it deserved what it got. That human instinct of care and concern and love for what belongs to you would not allow you to sit idly by and do nothing. You wouldn't let anything hinder you. You wouldn't let anything get in the way. It didn't matter what day of the week it was. You would do everything within your power to help get that sheep out of that predicament. And here is the lesson of which he speaks. He is trying to make a connection between his world and our world. Because for many of us, it's hard to believe that he really loves me like that song says he does. It's hard for us in our humanity and in our weakness to believe that knowing all things and knowing me and knowing that I did this to myself, that he would still love me and he would still care for me and that his compassions would not fail and he would be there if I would just ask. If I would call upon him, he said, I will answer you. And if you sigh, I'm going to be there where you are. It's hard for us to conceive that God would have such care. But in order to bridge that gap, he just appealed to that natural human tendency. Take the person that's sitting beside you right now. If they got into a, into a tight place, if they fell into a, a, a place and they couldn't get out of, would you walk by them and mock them in their misery? And say, well, I tried to tell you to stay away from there. I tried to tell you that that wouldn't work. I tried to tell you that you couldn't do that and get by. You would not just walk by them, but something naturally, something human in you would reach out to them. And if they ask for a piece of bread, you're not going to reach over and find some piece of stone somewhere that looks like bread and give it to them as a trick. You're going to do your dead level best to make sure that their need is met because that's the kind of person that you are. And God said, I need you to understand just as sure as you have that tendency in you. I want you to know that I have that much more, that there is something in me that created you, that desires to help you more than you realize I want to help you. I should not be afraid of him. I should not be afraid to bring my needs to him. I should come before him boldly. I should come before his throne boldly to ask help in my time of need. But how many services pass by where we sing these songs, the love of God never failing, 
And yet in the back of our mind, it never dawns on us that that's his message to me. That's his word to me. That's what he's trying to speak into my heart because he knows what I've been through this week. He knows what people have said about me this week. He knows what people have done to hurt me. He knows what life has done to cripple me. And yet in his way, he speaks to me and said, hey, listen to me. How much more do I love you than you can even love yourself? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. As human beings, we do not mock our children's needs. We don't. Well, sometimes we may say, well, you don't really need that. But truly, most often, we try to do our best. At least I do. Some of you may be mean, but I'm not. (laughs) My granddaughter comes to me wanting something, needing something. There's a difference between wanting and needing. But if it's a need, I'm going to bend over backwards. I'll, I'll, I'll not go to Starbucks. Not that I go very often, but I can save that five bucks and give it to her to meet her need. And Jesus said, I need you to understand that that human instinct that's in you that makes you want to help somebody, you're not going to mock them when they're hurting. You're not going to ridicule them when they're down. You're not going to put them further down by talking about them, but you're going to be there with the hand reaching out to them saying, come on, help me. Let me help you get back up. Come on, let me get you out of that pit. You don't belong in that place. And so it is with the love of God that reaches out in this place tonight. And it reaches countless times over and over and over. That I do not come to mock your needs. I come to meet your needs. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and praise him right now. You can be seated. You wouldn't leave a struggling animal to die in its own in its own mistake. Amen. There's just something in me. I, I, can't, I can't leave that animal there. But it deserves that. It, it went off on its own. It rebelled. It, 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 it didn't listen to the voice of the shepherd. It, it didn't pay attention to all the signals and sounds that were coming. And it needs to just lie in its, its pit. It needs to stay there for a while. You know, that's, that's human thinking sometimes, but that's not God's thinking. God said, I, I'm not going to appeal to my power because you can't understand my power. I'm not even going to appeal to my love because you can't even comprehend my love, but I will appeal to your humanity. And your own humanity tells me that you could not do 
anything but good to those who ask you of help. And if you can do that, how much more am I willing and ready? How much more do I want to help you even tonight? Some of you have beaten yourself up so often. You have become proficient at tearing yourself down. You don't even need an enemy in your life because you're constantly belittling and berating yourself and talking about how much you don't matter. And I'm here to tell you that God said, oh, you've got that wrong. You do matter to me. You matter to me because I created you. You matter to me because I gave life to you. Amen. It's amazing what a mother will go to to bring a child into life, go to death's door, and many times sacrifice its own blood so that they can give birth to a child. To know that that child is going to grow up and break the heart and soil the dishes and dirty the towels and mess up the house. But that doesn't stop you from loving them. And it doesn't stop God from loving us. He doesn't excuse my failures, but he has mercy for my failures. He doesn't excuse my shortcomings. He's got a remedy for my shortcoming. If you will just ask of me, I will give abundantly to you. If you will just call on me, I will answer you. If you will just plead my name, I'll be there wherever you are and in whatever need you have. The simple point is this, that as humans, we know how to take care of those we love. And if we know how to take care of those we love, how much more does he know how to take care of those that he not only loves, but he died for? Amen. Amen. We take care of our loved ones because we love them, and he takes care of us. We can take our needs to him in perfect assurance that he will not mock us, that he will not ridicule us, that he will not chastise us. It doesn't matter how many times you come back to him. It doesn't matter how many times you ask him the same thing. He is a God of great mercy, and he is ready to forgive, and he is ready to pardon. The Bible said he is plenteous. In mercy, I don't know. I'm not the smartest kid on the block, but the word plenteous speaks volumes to me. Evidently, he's got enough. However that is, however much that is, that you and I cannot exhaust the depth of his love or the depth of his mercy. And it doesn't matter how many times we may stumble and fall. There's always a hand that's reaching out because he loves me that much. He doesn't want to leave me in that pit. He's not going to leave me in my failure. He's not going to leave me in my misery. But he loves me enough to reach out and pull me close to him. Oh, somebody ought to thank him right now for that kind of amazing love. And if it's bread that we lack, all we need to do is ask and he will surely give it. If we would do this more and more, he will never give us anything but what we need. Amen. 
If this be so, and it is, that he loves us more than we can even imagine, then why do some of us doubt when we ask him for our needs that he will meet our needs? Why is it that when the songs are projected, we hesitate or we skip over or we mumble through certain phrases because we don't feel like that applies to us? I'm here to tell you that every word applies to you. Every word applies to my life. That his love, if I had been the only sinner in this world, I believe that his love was so great and is so great tonight that he would have come just for me. But I'm not the only sinner and I'm not alone in this tonight. But I do know one that cares more for me than anyone else in this world. And I should never fear going to him. I should never hesitate calling on him. I should never hesitate crying out to him. Come on, let's praise him together. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. For the soul that needs him. For the one that has wandered away and gotten into a mess. For the one who is hurt and the one who is hungry. You may think your sins are too ugly and your mistakes are too many and your failures too serious and your needs too great. But I tell you that you're wrong. His love is greater. It's greater than the mountain. It's deeper than the valley. Oh, that we could know the length and the breadth and the height and the depth of the love of God. That you can't reach wide enough or high enough or deep enough or far enough to plumb the depths of that love for me and for you. Can there be anything else in this world that he could say to us that could convince us more? Nobody cares for you like Jesus. Amen. Nobody, no matter how you're hurting, no matter how confused you are, if you, being evil, know how to give good gifts, how much more? Amen. Say it with me. How much more? What has he been trying to say from the very beginning of this service? I listened, I, I, I carefully watched the words. I, I thought about every phrase that these young people were singing. And it was like word after word, line after line, God was sending the signal. He was sending the message. And I was wondering, God, how many have really received, how many of us are really, is it registering that that's talking about me? He's talking about where I am. He's talking about my hurts. He's talking about my pain. He's talking about my confusion. He's talking about my failures. He's talking about my misery. He's talking about my predicament. He loves me more than I can even imagine and he's reaching for me right now come on stand to your feet with me right now and let's give him praise hallelujah 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 (laughs) 
Why would we not believe this about God when we believe it about ourselves? Amen. We can't imagine not doing something to relieve the need of our loved ones. We can't imagine not doing something to help the hurting. And neither can he. He doesn't want this service to pass without you being fully convinced that there's no love greater. There's no mercy stronger. There's no grace more powerful than his that reaches out tonight in this service. Amen. Why can't we believe that about God? Why can't we embrace that? Why can't we ask? Because asking is what empowers him to work. Asking is what releases him to move. Asking is what triggers the spiritual mechanism that bring the answers into my life. Seeking, knocking. He said, if you do that, if you know how to do that being evil, then how much more? How much more? All that we know of man is only a hint of what we should know about God. That if you care, how much more does he care? Amen. If you love, how much more does he love? If you would do everything within your power to save a hurting child, how much more? Is he moving and working right now to get you to understand that he's as close as the mention of his name? That he's right there right now if you'll just reach out to him if you'll just embrace him if you'll let him embrace you it doesn't matter how deeply you fall it doesn't matter where you are it doesn't matter your mistakes it doesn't matter if they're your fault or not he didn't come to find fault he came to give help amen I'm so thankful for that kind of love tonight I think you ought to reach over and take somebody near you by the hand. I feel the presence of the Lord right now. How much more? God, do you yearn even now to move in this place? To speak to the heart, the simple message that our human nature, our human experience is only a small glimpse of the divine that you are here tonight to help the hurting, to lift the burden, to strengthen the weak and the weary. How much greater, how much higher, how much deeper, how how much farther your love will reach to gather us. Oh, hallelujah. How much... Oh, deeper than the valleys. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible said you have not because you ask not. If you need him tonight, he's available. If you need him to help you tonight, he's here. 
If you need him to heal something in your heart, he's available to heal. If you're here tonight and you need him to fill you with his spirit, he's ready to do that as well. Oh, yes. Your need is his priority. Hallelujah. Greater. Come on, church family. Would you just respond right now and meet me here at this altar? Bring somebody with you. Oh, yes. Deeper than the valley. Stronger than the raging sea. It's strong enough to hold me against every tide that sweeps through my life. It's strong enough to keep me in the midst of my own troubles. Oh, love of God. Oh, love of God.